first unheard message. What's up, B-Rob? This is Jared, one half of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast and owner and proprietor of Hook Shrubs and Spices. Hey, I'm listening to the Colt 45, Colt 45, uh, I guess, Megazord, uh, Lionzord, uh, you know, Lion Voltron and the Car Voltron, which is my favorite, the, the combination episode. And, yeah, man, um, you know, good show thus far. Uh, I've gotten to the point now where, you know, y'all are talking about uh, hook shrubs and spices, that hashtag we smoke meat, and laugh it up, laugh it up a little bit over it. It's, it's all right, man. You know, that's my tagline, you know, hashtag we smoke meat, because, you know, I'm about smoking that meat. Now, I know y'all thought it was funny, and the tagline of what it was. Yeah, it's it's a little silly. I do know. It's a play on words. But also, you know, if you have a certain type of mind, which you gentlemen sound like you do, which I know you do, uh, you might think it's something else. You know what I'm saying? You might think it's something else. Nobody's out here saying, you know, we smoke meat like cigars. You know what I'm saying? Like like putting sausages in our mouth, even though sausages are delectable. Uh, you know, we're just talking about throwing some meat on the pit, dropping some logs, and smoking that. So, anyway, yeah, man, but, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, get some of this spice in your life. Put some of this spice on your lips because you'll love it. We know you love it, and you'll love it even more. And, uh, yeah, man, we're actually bringing out uh, a couple new flavors coming soon uh, and bringing back an oldie but a goodie. Uh, finally able to make that again. So, yeah, man, can't wait to launch that, to drop that. Uh, but in the meantime, you can follow me at Hooks Spice rubs on instagram and twitter and you can follow me and jay on instagram and twitter and twitter hashtag blackout pod anyway hope y'all are good take care god bless put some of this hook rub all over hooks rub all over your meat peace end of message next message rob it's hoppy rogers buddy i finally made it fuck hollywood fuck all the haters fuck unemployment Fuck all the shit I've been through in this whole goddamn period. I am paid, buddy. Fucking crypto. Are you on crypto? Please get on crypto. Bitcoin. V-Chain. V-Chain is at like four cents right now, buddy. Uh, Bitcoin. Look, please buy Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin. The end all be all is Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin. Stack your Bitcoin. Keep 80% in Bitcoin. But look, Cardano, V-Chain, Polkadot. Some of these other cryptos are about to fucking go blow. V chain is at four cents. It, dude, I'm telling you, it's going to, it, it's going to two dollars and then ten dollars and then, bruh, bruh, get in it. I'm moving to Nicaragua. I'm moving. I'm out this motherfucker. I am paid. I done got paid. All this work I did on movies and all these other projects. Fuck that shit. I am paid. And look, if you get V chain, you ain't never got to sell your V chain. They're going to send you VTOR for holding VeChain, and then you can stake your VeChain and get even more VTOR, and then you can just live off your VTOR and never even sell nothing. Keep your Bitcoin. Keep your VeChain. But look, the price on Bitcoin is going down right now because all these idiots are selling and all these billionaire corporation people are getting in, and they ain't got to worry about insider trading. It, let's say Coca-Cola is about to buy Snapple, and then everybody in Coca-Cola buys Snapple stock for a week, and then they buy, and then Coca-Cola buys Snapple. That's insider trading. That, that's the security. There ain't no insider trading on Bitcoin. So everybody's buying in for the next two weeks, and they're keeping the price going down on purpose. 
And then after all these people buy in and these corporations, all the corporations are going to buy in, and this shit is going to the fucking moon, buddy. And we're going to be rich. I'm rich already. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be a fucking – dude, if you don't have Bitcoin, you ain't in the elite. Look, Janet Yellen in the Federal Reserve talking about don't buy Bitcoin. Oh, it's scary, this and that and the other. Meanwhile, the Federal Reserve's holding 70,000 Bitcoin. You heard me, 70,000. Is she talking shit about it? Meanwhile, is she trying to keep the price low so they can get paid because the, the dollar is bullshit? They just print whatever the fuck they want. Meanwhile, there's only 21 million Bitcoin. You heard me, 21 million. And anybody that has a fucking piece of Bitcoin in five years is rich. And I'm telling you, get in on the V-Chain too. The V-Chain's more of a gamble than Bitcoin. But look at what all the corporations, they they, they working with McDonald's and Walmart and hospitals. And all that shit. I'm telling you, the Chinese ain't fucking around. They coming too. So get in on it. I love you to death. I'm moving to fucking Nicaragua. I'm out this motherfucker. Fuck Hollywood. Fuck getting canceled on Twitter. Fuck all that bullshit. I came out in the end, motherfucker, like a lotus flower. In the dirt, clean as shit. Love you motherfuckers. I'm out. You are now listening to Random Ramblings. Rob, random ramblings with Rob, yeah. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you all so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, go ahead and lean over to give them a crisp high five. But I know we live in dire times and everything and coronavirus and whatever else have you. Do it safely if you're going to engage in physical contact. You should be doing that safely anyway if you're engaging in physical contact, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) But (laughs) if you're still being socially cautious and everything, you want to keep your six feet worth the distance and keep your hands clean and sanitized, you can pick up your favorite social media app of choice it's in a well-crafted dm telling them thank you for recommending you to me speaking of social media you can find the random realms with rob on various social media platforms to include twitter at 3r show instagram at the 3r show twitch i ain't been on there in weeks because my power been out and i just been entrenched in video games in general and i just forget to turn the recorder on but twitch tv forward slash three r show they got youtube content search for three r show on youtube and for anything that i may have forgotten to mention you can go to random rob.com yeah got all that shit out the way now joining me is the illustrious the magnificent the fantastic the fantastical of uh fantasticalness i just made all that up um one Mike, ever so suave, Davenport. How are you, sir? <laughs> I am doing excellent. I am doing excellent. Back down here in the cave again, of course, trying to get things done. Down in the jungle, man. I, <laughs> it's, it's weird because, like, you talk about being there in Germany and it's a crisp, cool 50 degrees and everything. And here I am in Houston, Texas, to where it went to 30, which sounds awkward saying that I'm using 30 in texas right and uh all hell broke loose man i hadn't been in my studio for six days because we ain't had no power no water Uh, no heat 
None of that shit. Yeah, the Germans over here were just, they they were just astounded, dude. There was our damn flip-flops and short sets and shit. Right. They, they, I mean, I mean, it was, it's, it's, I mean, everyone's known, everyone knows about what's going on in Texas, man. Everybody's heart's going out to you guys, man. It's like, but it's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. it's like, that's like hell freezing over. <laughs> it just don't happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh, a lot of the problem is this part of the United States is not really typically known for this type of weather. So in no. that being said, they don't take the precaution to safeguard themselves for when this rare occurrence happens. Man, I like I said, man, it, it, that's crazy. That is crazy. But I'm glad to see my brothers up and running again. Yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. to know. But uh, <sighs> speaking speaking of up and running, we, we we got to up and run our miles about some things and everything. I, I I reached out to you a little while ago just to have you back on because. I, I'm not getting my my Marvel and my other uh, media fixes with all these other interviews and everything. I try to creep it in there with some of them. I'm be like, hey, man, what you watching? Are you watching this and that? And they'd be like, oh, no, I don't watch that. And I'd be like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so I had to get. I'm I'm watching all of it. Yes. All, all of it. it. Rub it all <laughs> over my skin. <laughs> <laughs> I got to take, you know, I got to get, I got to take it all in. All the MCU stuff that's going down. That's just freaking crazy. The WandaVision stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I got, you know, that that's at the top of the list right now. Word. So, I mean, let's even get into that. Um, spoilers, I guess, because we're going to talk about this shit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, so here we are at, I don't know how many minutes we in, but we just passed the intro. So we're going to be talking about spoilers for WandaVision. So if you haven't caught up, catch up and come back. So or we'll let you know, I guess, whenever we pass it or whatever, and then you can bookmark it and come back. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how this shit works. We, we haven't even put the episode out yet. Anyway, what are you enjoying overall about WandaVision so far? I am going to I'm going to tell everybody. Tell everybody. In the, in the, in the beginning, I was with everybody. I said. This is the weirdest thing that they're doing right now with these short 20 minute and it felt like 20 minute episodes. Yeah. I was like, really? I mean, at first, you know, and then the whole process of it being like in these these weird sitcoms mm-hmm. completely. I was I was I was like, well, you know, and, and I have people calling me and asking me because I'm 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 a lot of people's local yeah. Marvel reference. So everybody's like, Mike, what what's up with these episodes? What is this? What is this? And I had to say, and listen, okay, the way WandaVision is set up, and I had to do a lot of research, WandaVision is set up so that if you lot watched Age of Ultron mm-hmm. and started watching MCU movies from there, yeah, this picks up on there. You're going to have to watch and watch for all the little subtleties to get it. And by, I would say, by the third episode, all the calls stopped. Mm-hmm. Everybody was on board. Everybody was like, oh, I get it now. I get it now. Yeah, Wanda is. This is a situation where Wanda is dealing with some some real stuff. Yeah, it's like a like, almost a PTSD type situation. Exactly. And when when and when I told people, hey, pay attention to how how her behavior is. This is not a sitcom. This ain't even a comedy. Yeah. This is you are watching somebody's mind fall apart in real time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when they started looking at it like that. I was like, man, this is a tragedy. Exactly. Don't let the laugh tracks fool you. And by episode three, everybody saw it. I said, man, this is this is this is deep. <laughs> yeah, this is this the surface level of it was all all jokes. But man, right under the surface, 
there's some darkness. And man, by, after episode three on, it was it was plain to see. Mm-hmm. But man, I tell you, I, I I told one person, I said, I have never seen so many, so many subtle, subtle hints put into a single episode. I mean, there's there's all kinds of little Easter eggs everywhere in these shows. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. And it, you know, you even me, I have to go back and I look and say, man, what did I miss? Oh, yeah, that, oh man, the the like the last episode, that last episode that just came out, the Nexus thing, mm-hmm. the little, the little Nexus tablets. I'm like, God, how did I miss that? Nexus of all realities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, and, that, and that's the thing for me, because like I'm not well versed in the source material. I I know a bulk of what I know because of the cinematic universe. So when I saw the Nexus stuff and some of the other little ads that they put in sprinkled throughout the other episodes, I knew they had some sort of significance, but I didn't know what the direct correlation was. Okay, I will give it to you. I'll lay it out for you. There are two, there are two places in all of the Marvel Universe that you can go if you want to completely break everything. And sometimes they know your name, too. <laughs> exactly. Two places you can go. The, the swamps of Florida. <laughs> I know that's a real one. Okay, but yes. But I mean, that's swamps real life of, shit. <laughs> yeah, the swamps of Florida where the man thing resides mm-hmm. swamps of Florida. He exists to defend the nexus of all realities. That's one place. Mm-hmm. The second place is the MCRAN crystal in the Shi'ar, in the Shi'ar empire. Mm-hmm. Now everybody knows that everybody knows about that because that's where the, that's where the Phoenix force comes from. Mm. Yes. Two places. Now, when they threw up that that Nexus thing in the in the last episode, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh shit, that makes sense." So basically, basically, everything is in flux. All of the different realities are in flux, mm-hmm. and that's why that's there. And I, I was like, I couldn't couldn't believe I missed it. Yeah, and then that was like a mind blowing thing. You talk about just the realities being in influx and all kind of things or whatever. They took another property. A character yep. from another property and, and putting them into this uh, cinematic universe. So they took the foxes, uh, yes. freaking, uh, you know, Quicksilver, Quicksilver. and into the MCU universe. And I thought that was fucking amazing. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Freaking because, I mean, brilliant. Because if they wasn't going to, if they're not going to use that character, you know, as is throughout the whole run of the rest of the series, this is the exact place that you would do something like that because reality is warped and everything is not what yeah. it seems. Here's the deal. Here's what was the deal. Here's how. Here's how everyone back in the day, everyone was talking about how are they? How is Fox using Quicksilver in the X Men movies, and the MCU using Quicksilver in Age of Ultron? Because yeah, they can't reference certain things in uh, exactly, yeah, in their respective uh, universes at the time. So but they can have, Quicks- right. yeah, they can have Quicksilver over there, and they can have Quicksilver over here. But the Quicksilver over here on the MCU side at the time couldn't reference Magneto and all the and other characters. All that, and but and the- on this side could, but they couldn't reference oh, yeah. the shit over there. <laughs> exactly, and the deal was, the deal was that the MCU Quicksilver had to die. Um, oh. now this was all before this was all before you know the mouse the mouse went on ahead before yeah. the mouse went on ahead and absorbed everything yeah so yeah that was the deal back then 
Before Mickey got the Infinity Gauntlet. Before Minnie got the Infinity Gauntlet, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the deal. The MCU, the MCU Quicksilver, he had to die. Mm-hmm. So there wouldn't be any continuing confusion about the characters. Mm-hmm. And that was them assuming that Fox was going to be using Quicksilver forever. Well, <laughs> forever, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that, that was absolutely brilliant. But, the, but even to get like into that whole aspect of the thing, I mean, I know vaguely of the details between um, Marvel proper, Fox, Sony. And everything like that, but was there another studio involved with that whole licensing thing as well? Oh, there are several. There are several studios involved. Several. There are several studios involved. Not just it's not just Quicksilver and Spider Man. Mm -hmm. Um, for the longest time, I believe it was uh, Universal Studios or Paramount that still owned um, Namor and She Hulk until Marvel recently got those two back. Yeah. And the Incredible Hulk, the reason why everyone's complaining the Hulk deserved his own movie. He can't have his own movie because they don't know the rights to make a movie for Mm -hmm. that character. That's why it's only a supporting character. And they still don't, if if I'm not mistaken, they still don't own the rights. Yeah, because the Hulk is a big part of Universal's thing. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. The Hulk is a huge part of Universal Studios' theme park. Exactly, they still own the rights to him. So they they don't mind loaning him out to be a supporting character in in the MCU, but that's it. Yeah, it's like I mean we making money with him here. We don't plan on making no movies, but I mean here you can you can borrow him for the weekend. Make sure you yeah exactly. Back. And and he's gonna come back. He's gonna stick his head into the he's gonna stick his head in the window too for She Hulk. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna have a step on role. Hey, how you doing? You know, set up her her character, and then he's gonna be out again. Yeah. See, I, I like that a lot, especially like just the instance that we're speaking about with the uh, Quicksilver thing, how they can they're doing like this episodic TV series and they have mm-hmm. like that's that's a main character popping up in the TV series. And just it the is. fact that they're doing a episodic series with these other two characters, Vision and Wanda. I mean, that's crazy, too, because other than yeah. those two, uh, everybody else surrounding them are supporting characters for the most. part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And every this 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 show walks right. This show leads directly into Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange Part Two. Yeah, multiverse of madness. The multiverse of madness walks right into it. So that's why um, my theory is, up until the last episode, I had assumed that the the main antagonist for that movie, Nightmare, mm-hmm. was going to have a bigger was going to be playing a role in the show. Mm-hmm. I thought he was the one pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. And I'm still on. I'm still kind of saying, well, you know, we know who it actually is. The third party actually is, you know, Agatha. But yeah, I still feel like there's still something bigger going on. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Do, do we know how? What's the the number count for the episodes? Is it going to ten? It's nine episodes. Oh, nine. So there's two more left. Two more left. That's right. They gotta they gotta wrap it up in two. Yeah, because right after this, so that put us in March. And that's uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier coming up. Right? Yeah, and and that is that is on purpose. Mm-hmm. That is on purpose. Disney Plus needs the needs that constant flow of content. Of course. So you're gonna get you're gonna get WandaVision ending, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier picking up, and then I think whatever comes after that. Uh, I think Black it, Widow, right? They, 
man, brother, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't. We don't even know. I don't know. No, well, I don't even know. I mean, smart money is on them freaking releasing it on D plus. Yeah. Smart money, but they still for some holding reason, out the movie they, shit. Yeah, they still holding out. Meantime, the meantime, freaking HBO, HBO Max, Max. Is, yeah. is is releasing everything at the same time. They like fuck it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, what what's the point, man? Because I mean, times are actually uncertain, and yes. you might as well make as much money as you can as right you now. Can. And I, you know, and I've I've been on a I've been on the fence about D plus. I said D plus would have been good if they had had all of this content lined up before they released. Mm-hmm. A bunch of great shows slotted, but they should have had a lot of these shows should have been ready when they launched. Yeah. Well, uh, w- the big thing about Disney Plus, I mean, it's just the vault shit alone. Yeah. Sustained it for the bulk of its time before it started actually pumping out and producing content. And then we, yeah. I mean, we all know, you know, world as is, you know, currently <laughs> threw, a, threw a monkey wrench into a lot of shit. So, I yeah, mean, that's true. It might have been true. more fleshed out and polished if this had had not happened. But, yeah, who's to yep. say? Who is to say? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's people being, being sustained on Mandalorian, man. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and let's, cra- that's crazy. Let's think about it. I mean, we are as we are right now because of, you know, certain events in history, which I'm tired mm-hmm. of being a part of. Um, <laughs> how would this content flow have been had this not happened? Because the Mandalorian would have been long gone and done. Black Widow would have been came out already. Yep. And shit, where would we be sitting right now? Honestly, honestly, I I think I think D plus would have been in a lot in a lot more competitive position if it, if it weren't for the pandemic. Mm. I think HBO Max adjusted fire. Oh yeah, they quicker, did. quicker. Because right, right now, with my internet provider, they threw in HBO Max for free. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, whoa, okay, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's it's a no brainer when they start when these movies start coming out on HBO Max on on a, a regular basis. It's they're gonna they're gonna. They're gonna eat a huge chunk of chunk of uh, viewership, a huge chunk. Mm-hmm. And now, <laughs> what what are your thoughts and opinions on the way we consume social media moving forward? I mean, when everything is semi-normal again, whenever we can go out to theaters and do things like that, because I mean, I'm spoiled. I would rather yes. stay in my house and watch a uh, blockbuster oh. feature film on my couch or laying in my bed eating <laughs> chips and shit rather oh, than you I... know getting dressed making time for it, you know, going late after I get off of work from a 12-hour yep. day, daggone. Yep. Um, might have a little drink or two in the theater, <laughs> then I have to worry about being cautious going home. Yeah, You know, so I'd rather stay home and watch the goddamn movie. <laughs> movie theaters are going to have a have to have a come-to-Jesus meeting. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to have a cold, hard look at their business model. Especially AMC. <laughs> Especially AMC. And Regal. <laughs> Yes. It's like, They're gonna fuck ha- y'all. Y'all want to show movies at home? Fuck you, man. They can't. It's, I mean, the, 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 a lot of, a lot of industries realized had to, had to adjust fire because of the pandemic. And the movie theaters, they got hit hardest. Yeah. I mean, of course, their, their whole, their whole thing is, is people crammed into these huge rooms 
you know, side by side watching movies. You can't do that anymore. Their whole the whole business plan is out the window. Yeah. And then, I mean, they were already, you know, going down anyway. Because, I mean, yeah. you can't, a regular movie theater isn't even a regular movie theater anymore. It's just, you don't go there solely to eat popcorn and watch a movie. I mean, they exactly. got fucking a full on bar in there. They got freaking, what was that? Uh, concierge oh, service. Concierge service. Yeah. They, yeah, they come yeah, to I you mean, eat and bring you things and rub your right. feet and kiss your ass. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, and then all of this, all of that is is because the industry is is on the is on the downslope. And they they knew it before the pandemic. Yeah. People are not spending freaking 16, 16, 18, 20 bucks mm-hmm. to go see a movie, you know, and buy all their overpriced freaking concessions, concession food. Mm-hmm. No one's doing it anymore. They don't have to. And I can wait, I can wait a month for a, a new release to come out on on Blu-ray, a streaming service a streaming, or Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. Why bother? Why bother? Getting the kids in the car, hauling everybody out there, everybody fussing over what they want to see, buying expensive freaking food at the stands, sitting in a crowded movie theater with a bunch of people that you don't know and don't like. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, it the the experience. The, I mean, I I I like the experience of movies. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I I, I back oh, a yeah. lot, but you know, everyone everyone likes the experience of a the huge screen and seeing seeing a, a new release, but. <sighs> It just I, I think the a lot of people have seen the convenient seen how how convenient it can be. Mm-hmm. You know, then I got a taste, baby. And that, that's and all they, it, exactly that's all you that's need all to get you hooked. Yeah, that's it. They got a taste of it. It's like I could do all of that at home. I can I can set up the entire experience in my house now. Yeah. So movies have to be more than just showing up and eating cheap, cheap, overpriced food and watching the movie on a giant screen. Yeah. It's got to be an event, and and they were trying to make it an event before then because they knew that already. Yeah, and I kind of feel <laughs> I kind of feel like it's gonna go the way of um how a lot of these celebrities been doing the the our independent celebrities been doing the freaking um the special engagement nights and shit. Oh like, yeah. Uh, oh, when yeah. Uh, Rob Zombie and them they did um uh, uh three from hell and um the Halloween movie. He was going from theater to theater touring his movie. Yeah. Know? So there's going to be have to be a lot of more experiences like that to where you can have like somebody like a Kevin Smith or one yeah. of the main characters from the movie that you're going to see to come in and mm-hmm. queue it up and do like a Q&A or some shit. Yeah. Of course, you got to spend more, but, you know, yeah. it'll make it worth the experience and shit yeah. because, I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what this is going to lead to. If tomorrow, boom, everybody vaccinated or some kind of way this shit just goes away and everything goes back to normal or a semi-normal. If we can go out to theaters and do everything, HBO and all the other streaming platforms pull away the freaking um in theater release stuff, and they're just a, a basic playing streaming service like they were prior to all this. Freaking piracy is about to go back up on the rise. Oh yes, <laughs> oh yes. Th- this is what it is: is when you get when you give them that taste, and then you take mm-hmm. it away. They they're yep. gonna do what they got to do to get that to taste get that. Back. Get that taste back, yeah. Piracy baby. will go up. Piracy will go up for sure. And they won't. It's never going to be the same again. They're never going to get the numbers. They're never going to have the numbers again that they had before. Never. Mm-hmm. That that ship has sailed. And I feel for them. I feel for all the people that work in the industry. But you know, the times have officially changed. And and you know, the pandemic has made a lot of things different for people. I don't think a lot of a lot of industries are not going to go back to 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 the way they were before. I don't expect to go back to work full time in an office. 
I expect most of my job to be, you know, working from home, even after the pandemic and everybody's got their vaccination shots. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. And I, I know like even my job, I freaking, um, I deal with the public. I am security. So mm-hmm. the way it's worked for us, instead of us letting 30,000 motherfuckers, I mean, I'm exaggerating the numbers. Instead mm-hmm. of us letting 30,000 motherfuckers come in there for their appointments, we only letting the motherfucker with the appointment come in, you know, <laughs> or the ones that like, um, so I work at ICE security. So people come in to report instead of them coming to report and bringing 30 motherfuckers with them for that one person to report for whatever reason they do that for. There's just a phone number on the door. They can take it down and they can report from their house on the couch. They don't even have to come up here no more. So that's less crowd we have to deal with. And nobody come in the building. So, you know, you, you decrease contamination. And people that have to pay immigration bonds or whatever, only the person paying the bond with a proper identification can come in and take care of it. You don't have to have 30 motherfuckers and one to translate and this guy to hold the bag and this one to stand around and hold the cell phone. Nah, you don't need that shit. You just need the one mm-hmm. motherfucker to come in to do the job and get the fuck out. Yeah. And I rather enjoy that because before then, <laughs> it was one motherfucker there to report and they bring the kid, they bring the, the kid's friend, they bring the friend to watch the kid and the kid's friend. And then they have the husband and the baby daddy and they all come together for one person to report. And I'm like, why? Why? why you don't need exactly. To and, and then that's making more work for me because I got to screen all these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, order order is the, the, the name of the game now. Mm-hmm. Order is the name of the game. Yeah. I, I, speaking of order, you, you talk about uh, your experience all the way up to episode three, how everything mm-hmm. it pretty much was cut and dry what this is and how this was going to be. Mm-hmm. For me, for my experience of it, I, from episode one, I was just like, I was like, this is fucking great. I love every bit of this because I knew this wasn't what it seemed. And I, Mm -hmm. another thing that I kind of enjoyed was damn, everybody was bitching about it. And I was just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You just don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. (laughs) Because we've had what 23 other movies to to perceive this previous to this. And they never left so much of everything, you know, just, you know, shrouded you figured out what the fuck was going on eventually eventually and, and it was just patience you just yeah. had to wait whether it been yeah. you know bits and nuggets from posting in credit scenes or mm-hmm. you got everything you needed you can go yeah. through a whole goddamn movie not really understand so much of it or just like oh i wonder about this then you right. post a in credit scene and you're like oh now i understand Boom. now you understand now you know how it all ties together yeah, so I mean, I don't understand why people thought this was going to be any different, and I kind of prefer this format because they can tell more story through series than they could in one movie, for the most part. Right, and that's why I feel this is this is like a a a, a serialized movie. Yeah, over a period of time, which is good because you're right because they can dig into each piece of it more more deeply in this format. And tell more story, because at the end, I mean, granted, they only have two more episodes to wrap this up. But mm-hmm. we have, I mean, this is this is probably one of the best MC. You know, probably if this was a single movie, this would probably be one of the best MCU movies that they've made. Mm-hmm. 
And it's crazy because it's like, since we know it ends at nine, well, I just found out today. I didn't know where it was going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, wham, bam, they hit you with the shit or whatever. Because uh-huh. like the, the first two episodes were plotting. Yeah. The third one is like, all right, all right, all right. We got a couple more episodes left. Ha, here it is. Yep. It's not what and it they, seems. <laughs> yep. And they, I, I had a feeling, man, I had a feeling that these last three episodes are going to be uh, going to be freaking insane. They had to be because they 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 don't they don't have enough time to be subtle anymore. Because mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you know, we speak of episode seven, this last one when they uh, mm-hmm. revealed who the the true villain is for the moment. They recapped and went through all the episodes leading up to that moment. It was like, <laughs> yeah, ah, it was her here. It was her here. Was <laughs> yeah, her that's here. right. <laughs> you know, so they never left you totally in the dark. They they nope. All has been revealed so far. Yep, so everyone is caught up. Everyone knows that it's Agatha. It's been Agatha all along. Mm-hmm. It's been Agatha all along. And her name, real name isn't Agnes. It's Agatha. <laughs> Which oh. is a subtle, so subtle, a lot of people I've noticed online haven't even haven't even caught it. Mm-hmm. That the name changes. Agatha, Agatha Harkness. Mm-hmm. Now, I, now, of course, once they did that reveal, everybody in the mother was online trying to look up who the hell this character is. I, I did. But <laughs> I know you did. It was. I, I, this is all I did though. I typed it in. It popped up. It said "witch," and I just yep. closed it out. I didn't read nothing else. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I seen a picture. It was a comic book iteration, you know, drawing of the character. Uh-huh. It said "witch." I was like, "Exit." All right, that's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is far removed from her comic book counterpart. Mm-hmm. Her comic book counterpart has been. Both on both sides of the spectrum, she has been an antagonist and she's also been a a, a, a help. Yeah, I especially mean, to Wanda. That, that's how it is. It's just like you you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yes, <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> and and again, we still we I you know a lot of people say she's a, she's a villain. I called her a villain. I called her a villain because based on the information from the last episode. Yeah, come on, man. She, she killed the dog. <laughs> yeah. And I killed the dog too. (laughs) (laughs) She killed the dog. So I have to call her a villain. Now, whether or not, whether or not she is the one pulling all of the strings or there is someone behind her. There's always puppets in the MCU. Exactly. Always puppets in the MCU. Someone's always pulling the string. You know, it wasn't Loki, it was Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's that remains to be seen, but I, I wouldn't be mad either way. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think she'd make a great villain. Word. And then, you know, now that we know what we know, it's just the intention behind the thing, as you were alluding to. What? I mean, is it somebody above her or is it mm-hmm. her in it for her own selfish gains? And what are these selfish gains? If exactly. We know the who, the what, the when, the where. All we need to know is the why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's still out there. Yeah. From what I, I ascertained from the situation is, you know, she's using her as a conduit. You know, she's uh-huh. just using her powers to amplify, megafy, whatever she got going on. Yep. And what is her background in the MCU? Where does she come from? That's mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure everyone and their mother's trying to figure out where is where did Agnes come from? Because we know in Doctor Strange already said that there are a bunch of mm-hmm. wizards in the world. Yeah. So she could be one of them she from another dimension is this mm-hmm. whole nexus thing playing a role in it does she come from another dim- you know we yeah. don't know mm-hmm. 
and it's it's crazy to think of all these different things. What what I've enjoyed as a you know being a guy that, that's only versed in the MCU for the most part, anyway. Um, how they take these characters that you know a lot of people like me don't even know who the fuck they are and just make huh? them this whole other thing that's just entangled in the story. And I I yep. rather enjoy that. Other people be like, oh man, they should have had this motherfucker. Yeah, they oh, yeah, did oh, this. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'd be like, but maybe that doesn't fit the story that they're telling. I, th- I believe Kevin Feige is doing a phenomenal job. And, He's it, and doing his a staff phenomenal and job. Yeah. The, 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 I, I'm beginning, you know, the MCU from the beginning was part of the appeal of it for non comic book fans mm-hmm. was there. It, it's it's a free pass to get into the world of comic books. Mm-hmm. You know, you get enough information to be to be you know literal literate in you know basic comic book. You know, you you can talk about the MCU, and then there's enough still left out that you can ask questions. So that mm-hmm. brings the non comic book fans and the comic book fans together to have these discussions. Yeah, because we still like from the twenty three films prior. I mean, previous. Oh yeah, just damn. What's up with um? What's what's your dude name? I, I forget his name. Uh, had to do in uh Guardians of the Galaxy two, I believe. Um, in the Ego gold, the planet? in the go, in, no, no, no. Uh, oh, 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 Adam Warlock. Yeah, Adam Warlock. There you go, motherfucking the gold yeah. coffin. What happened right. to him? What the hell? Whatever happened? <laughs> whatever happened to Adam Warlock? You know what? I'm gonna tell you something. I believe that they had a plan for Adam Warlock, mm-hmm. and the plan changed. I believe they had a plan for him and the plan changed. So that is one of those, that's one of those uh, outstanding uh, plot, those hanging plot points that mm-hmm. may never get resolved, whether or not there is actually someone in that coffin or not. Yeah. But who knows? There's a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 coming out. They may, they may address it. Yeah, this is true. But and that I, would and be I, the, I don't know why I keep thinking that the third one already <laughs> came out. Cause I'm thinking it, cause it's all tied into freaking um, yes. Infinity War and Endgame and shit. So yep. it's, it's yep. almost like how um, Civil War was almost another Avengers movie and shit. Exactly, it was. It was a little mini Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get them confused sometimes. Just so yeah. much shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh man. So we got that. What I'm most interested in seeing from the uh, Falcon. In a Winter Soldier series, this is, this is gonna be a fucking buddy cop comedy. <laughs> it is, it, it like? is, man. And, and you know, I, I, you know, it was like it was weird. And I know this is not possible, but it's like they saw, they saw the, um, you know, the those chemistry. two characters together, and they saw the chemistry right there as they were filming, filming Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. And they said, "We got to make, we, we got to do something with this." Mm-hmm. They said, "We've got to do something with this." And I think at that at immediately, right then and there, they knew what they were going to do. They at least they had a general idea yeah. that this was going to be something. They had to get them to in their own, in their own pro, in their own uh, property. Had but to get this, them in in the show of their own. And and this for the fan pickers, I'm throwing this out there for y'all. It's it's just the craziest love triangle that you would ever see between three characters. You got Captain America with his old boo Bucky, you know. Yep. Then you got Captain America with his new boo. Uh, freaking Falcon. Falcon. And, you know they. 
you know, Captain America and Falcon, they together and then, you know, they they enjoy their time together. But every now and then, Falcon, I mean, uh, Captain America always talking about how his old boo used to do all kind of this and that and everything. And it leaves Falcon some kind of way. And then they all meet up together. And he's like, I hate you. I hate you. But we got to do what we got to do for Captain gotta, America because we both exactly. love him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Everybody vying to be who, who's who's Cap's best friend. <laughs> there you go for your fan pickers out there. <laughs> the love triangle between Buck yeah, and, it, uh, Falcon and uh, Captain America. It's it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a great show. And if they if they have the same kind of intensity that that uh Winter Soldier had, and I, I'm feeling that I'm feeling that same kind of vibe mm-hmm. from from the previews of the show. So it, it like it feels like it picks up right after, right after Winter Soldier. So if they can, I mean, and Zemo's coming back. So you know, so who what now? Zemo, the the bad guy from from Civil War, the guy that got the that oh. wrecked the Avengers. He is back. Word. He is back. Yep, he is the main antagonist in the show. And I, I and everyone was complaining that of all the villains, not to kill. He's the one that on. He's the only one that really survived. Mm-hmm. And like, well, what are you gonna do with him? I I knew what they were gonna do with him. He he was gonna wear the. He was gonna eventually come back worse than ever. Because mm-hmm. he is one of Captain America. He is. If if I had to pick, the 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 second most, the second most dangerous villain in the Captain America Rogues Gallery, I would say Zemo is probably number two. Right underneath the skull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he is because the skull is almost like um, his Joker character, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Skull is his Joker character. Mm-hmm. So you can't have Cap without the Red Skull. But Zemo is definitely, definitely his number two. Word. Yeah, he's a bad dude. <laughs> in the comics, he. In, I mean, he doesn't have any powers. He's not like. He's not like you know. He doesn't have the super serum, super serum soldier, so he can't fight toe to toe with Cap. But he never, never needed to, and that's what made him. That's what made him an even more compelling villain. He's and like Lex Luthor, a, huh? Yeah, he's like Lex Luthor. I mean, he he plots. That's what he does, mm-hmm. you know. And you're gonna see a lot. I think you're gonna see a lot of that in the in the new show in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. So one of the other things when we, we just talk about this vast cinematic universe that we have and potential and all this stuff what are your thoughts on two characters the taskmaster and uh freaking moon knight <laughs> i taskmaster is one of my one of my favorites uh moon knight is probably my 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 download favorite character in in marvel I'm not supposed to say that because I'm supposed to love all of them. But anyway, <laughs> Moon Knight's my Moon Knight is my guy, because he's of of all of the of all of the characters in in the in Marvel, he's probably the realest. He is a, the the character that has real issues. His struggle with being a hero is probably right up there with Peter Parker's, hmm. because of his uh you know his multiple personality disorder, being aware that he has problems hanging on to hanging on to reality and still going out there, putting on a mask and beating people up. Hmm. You know, I, I, I tell people he is not, he is a lot of people compare Moon Knight to a Marvel Batman. And I say that is completely, 
completely not the case. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight is Batman if Batman was actually crazy. <laughs> you know, Batman's you, not actually crazy. Yeah. Moon Knight is actually yeah. crazy. Batman is just like super depressed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you depressed and you go beat up people to you know feel better and shit. Yeah. Moon Knight, you may not be fighting the same dude every two times when you fight Moon Knight. Here, fun fact in the Marvel in, in Marvel, Taskmaster who can copy the abilities, copy the fighting styles of anyone he sees, Mm -hmm. says he will not copy Moon Knight's fighting style. (laughs) Because Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight actually just lets himself get get the shit kicked out of him. (laughs) (laughs) Moon Knight actually takes a punch to get his opponent in range. Moon Knight Moon Knight, his whole thing is he's like Rocky Balboa. He, he'll take punches for the first three rounds and then kick your ass in the fourth. You know what I'm saying? Word. That's Moon Knight's thing. Yeah, Moon Knight is a Moon Knight is he likes to get in the scraps. His thing was like, and he was once asked why why the all white costume. And Moon Knight said because I want them see I want them to see me coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. He is, he's a beast. He's, he's, I mean, for a guy that, and, and there's a, there's a thing going on right now, whether or not Moon Knight's powers are actually real or in his head. Mm-hmm. And that's compelling I mean, in itself. It's like That's compelling in itself. Right. <laughs> because his powers are, and I quote, based upon the phases of the moon, his strength increases based upon the phases of the moon. Mm-hmm. So he, at, at a, a complete full moon, he's supposed to be able to lift like two tons which is crazy mm-hmm. if that's all in his head. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just to, based on, you know, the information that you give me about the character, I mean, he may not know his potential because he's never him completely all the time. <laughs> right. Right. There's, there's, there's three personalities always, there's three personalities always jockeying for, for dominance in him. And some say the, the moon Knight is the fourth, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. You know, he. There, a lot of people even say that his his connection to to Kangshu, the 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 Egyptian moon god, is all made up in his head. That everything that happened, and him putting on the costume, his whole origin story was just some shit that he. He's just a crazy motherfucker. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But the dude has a reputation. I mean, he was a he was an Avenger for a while. Mm. He was with the Avengers West Coast for a while. You know. Yeah, he was. He's got cred. I mean, he he still got the he still got the Avengers badge, man. He's, you know, he's. He, I mean, they granted not many people not many people like working with him, but mm-hmm. he's got the cred. I mean, when you say Moon Knight, you know that he can handle business. So, what do you think about their pick for the character? I am. I Oscar am Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. I I want to see. I, I like Isaac Isaac. I think he's a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he can, if he has the chops for an action movie. That's what I wonder. And this is, this is another thing that's going to roll right into my next thing that I wanted to talk about. You, you probably know where I'm going to go once you hear me say some of the words. <laughs> How do you feel about, you know, some of these guys to play these characters? that don't have a background in either, you know, some kind of form of martial arts or self-defense. 
I don't, here's the thing. I don't have a problem with it as long as they are committed to learning for the role. Mm-hmm. And I know where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, man, Iron Fist, I, and I know it, the, my thing, Iron Fist, the character itself was not bad. Finn Jones mm-hmm. simply, Finn Jones and the producers of that, of that show simply ch- agreed wrongly mm-hmm. to limit to, to you know to, to choreograph too much of his fighting scenes to to not have the expectation of him being up to you know physical the physical requirements of a marvel production mm-hmm. when you look at everybody in the marvel all all the lead characters in the marvel production first thing when they get that role first thing they do they hit the freaking gym yeah. my god look at look at look at freaking chris evans yeah hell even rdj went hit the gym you know, every the first thing, and my man from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You know, everybody, Chris Pratt, everybody hits the gym. And Finn Jones simply, you know, for whatever reason, the producer of the show and Finn Jones decided, yeah, we're not really going to teach you. We're not, you're not really going to get in depth in the martial arts of it. We want you for your acting skills, which honestly, he wasn't a lead in, in, in game of Thrones. Why do we expect him to carry this whole show by himself? Yeah. And, and you know, it's just, I don't even know where I want to go with that whole thing about iron fist, but it's, <laughs> I didn't think it was so bad, but I know it could have been way better, <laughs> way better. A lot of, here's the thing. And I, and I agree with a lot of people that have been telling me that. I mean, you could have tolerated, all of the 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 Meacham story background, if the fight scenes were on point, yeah, and then and they just just weren't. We we thoroughly discussed, you know, the last time we talked, and even yeah. now that I'm not versed in the freaking source material for every single freaking character, but I even know, as yes. a novice, just like somebody from the outside, that Iron Fist is a fucking martial arts based character. That motherfucker yes. all he do is fight, <laughs> and I was just like. This- Oh. Yep. <laughs> this thing should have been this thing when you watch this you should have been think this thing should have been like a 70s kung fu flick there should have been wire work all over the place mm-hmm. they should have been flipping and and kicking and and wall walking and all kinds of crazy shit mm-hmm. all of that's all of that old japanese you know toho theater stuff that they used to do that should have been all of that should have been in, in that show because he is he is he is not just a martial arts expert. He is a master mm-hmm. from a land where they where where martial arts came from. Yeah. You know, he is a bad he is supposed to be a badass from the land of badasses. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing about, you know, the, the characters who portray the, the actors that portray characters with, you know, these skill sets in martial arts and other stuff and whatnot. It helps when those characters have a mask because you can easily mask. I'm doing air quotes. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes. Their, their inability to do things with a stunt man, some CG, and things like that. So I mean, a lot of the ones you can give a pass on, but the ones mm. with their face open and shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they which really brings could've... me to another one. <laughs> Mother, motherfucking blade. <laughs> Whew. That's coming up. And you I, know, the actor that's going to be portraying him, I've heard, is like one of the best ever. In Marshall shit. Ali, yeah. Yeah. 
and I've only seen a limited amount of his work. I know he was a what Cottonmouth in the Luke Cage series, right? Yeah, yes. Which I didn't see the first season of Luke Cage. So oh, man. I was not familiar with the character. I just knew he, he was there. I've only seen him in Aletha freaking Battle Angel, and he had a limited role in that shit. But mm-hmm. I've heard good things as far as um, what's that other movie he did? Uh, fucking he he did a uh, second season. I think second season of True Crimes. He was in that. Um, yeah, yeah I, missed, I missed that. I seen the first season with Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. and the other guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I missed that. Then he was in that movie of uh, Moonlight or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, but dude, I heard dude's it was got good, some... which I never seen it. So I mean, I'm missing out on. Yeah, I'm I'm missing out on the Marshall Ali train. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he, when, when they picked him to be Blade, and I that, and I heard that he campaigned for that role using his mm-hmm. uh, what his recent award win to leverage that, I was like, yep. this might be garbage. He's killing my favorite character. <laughs> Blade was the first for me. He's the one that gave me the most taste. I know he he was the first for a lot of people. And then and, you know to know that Wesley Snipes actually had the martial arts background and he was doing most of his own shit. I fucking loved it. Yep. Demolition Man. Yep. Demolition Man. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yep. He he definitely he he definitely had, but he had his act. Wesley had acting chops from way back way back in. Uh, yeah, that old school. Those yeah, he had that old Sugar school Hill. Acting. Yeah, New Jack City. New Jack City. Yep. yep, he had he had acting chops, and and him being a martial artist didn't hurt either. Mm-hmm. My my, I'm upset that you know I'm upset that my man uh, Michael Jai White missed his missed this opportunity because he should have stepped right in after after Wesley stopped doing it. That's my opinion. Michael Jai White should have picked up Blade right after that. Now, <laughs> this is where I disagree. Now, you know. I, it, I'm not totally disagreeing with you because it, it makes sense. It could work. Um, I believe he has the gravitas for the character. Just, you know, his voice alone could carry, but mm-hmm. it would remind me too much of Spawn for whatever reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, there's two voices in my head when you hear Spawn, and that's one of Michael Jai White and um, Cat from the animated series on HBO. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I forget his name, but we, we all know he is. Frank mm-hmm. Beans from uh, <laughs> freaking, uh, Something About Mary. Um, but to me, I thoroughly enjoy when they cast people that are unknown or not, you know, famously known in certain characters. And I've been campaigning for so many years, way before this was announced that he was going to be the new Blade. I think I've been campaigning for this since, matter of fact, I have INDB up right now. And I'll tell you when I came to this inclination. So Blade 3 came out in, let's see, where is that? Blade Trinity came out in 2004. All right. Wrong. What's the name of the movie? Wrong Side of town this movie came out in 2010 so for at least two since 2010 maybe 2011 i've been campaigning for this one care one guy to play and take up the mantle of blade this man's name is maurice crump 
So ever since I seen, ever since I seen this guy in this B flick with Dave Bautista <laughs> in R in RVD, Rob Van Dam, John mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I wanted this guy to be the blade. He was in um the protector two with uh, Tony Ja. Right. And um he was just recently in this um uh, Nicolas Cage flick called Jiu Jitsu movie. Uh yeah. And to <laughs> have your tie-in with uh, Michael Jai White, he just starred in Sudden Death with Michael Jai White. Yeah, I know. Uh, so Maurice Crump. I try Maurice Crump. That guy is my candidate to be Blade. One, because if you see his style, his, uh, the way he fights, you know, it is indicative to that of what Wesley Snipes gave me as the Blade character. And I can see it being that of the style that Blade uses when he fights. He has the attitude, he has the swagger oh, yeah. that Blade possesses. And I'm just like, that dude is it. Nobody else in my mind come close, closer than this guy. I don't give a fuck about acting chops and paralysis and all this shit. <laughs> I want the fighting. That's all I want. Because <laughs> Blade don't have to say much. All the sub characters can do all the talking and the other shit. We seen that in Blade 1 and 2. Old girl and Whistler did all the work. He just went yeah, around true. yapping motherfuckers up. Said a couple quick witty lines and that's all we needed. He was there to fight and kill motherfuckers. That's all I need. Yeah. And yeah, you definitely you're not the only one. Apparently, I'm looking online too. Apparently, you're not the only one that that was uh that was politicking for my, my man to be blade. Dude, <laughs> go to his Instagram. He did a whole series of uh his fight choreography mm-hmm. catered to the blade style. <laughs> he was killing metaphorical in fictional vampires on his Instagram. It was just like, they had the, they had the freaking um, the spark and ash effects on all the kills, too. Wow. <laughs> he was campaigning for the shit. He should Yeah, clearly. Blade. Clearly. But, hey, man, this dude just won an Academy Award or whatever the fuck he, award that he won, and then he was just like, hey, play. What, what's, that, what's happening? <laughs> I, I, hey, hey, I bet I know who they go to the trainer, though. Maurice motherfucking Crow. The same guy that trained Chadwick Bosman in Black Panther. Yeah, I bet they, yep. Chadwick, they did. I see pictures of him training Chadwick Bosman. I bet they go to. See, as long as he's somewhere in the vicinity, he's putting hands on it or something. I, I'm fine yes. with that. Another you, person. You will that, see, yeah, another, you'll see his influence. Yeah, I, I, I would be completely fine with that. Another person that I believe should have his thumbprints and fingerprints all over this is Wesley Snipes. Yeah, I agree. I agree I they should bring mind, him in. I wouldn't mind him being the villain. Wow. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. Or it can just be like Son of Blade or some shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or he can be Whistler. He can be the Whistler character. He could be the he could be the Whistler character. That would be ironically su- suiting. I, I just want him to be involved. He's, he's yeah. brought so much to that character. And because of the Blade films, we have some of the advances in uh, freaking film technology that we have mm-hmm. because of that franchise movies. That in the Matrix yeah. are two of yep. the most technologically driven you know, features that drove yep. the movie industry ever. Blade there, there and motherfucking the Matrix. <laughs> yep. There would not be an MCU without Blade. And that is, that is uh, universally agreed upon that there would not be an MCU without Blade. And know how we can still bring all this full circle? 
Mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes at one time also wanted to play the Black Panther. Yes, he did. Yes, he and he politicked hard for that. I remember that. I remember they would. He was talking. Hey, listen. I mean, that was one was that man. Like right after, right after Blade Two, he was he he was really hitting it hard about wanting to play, wanting to bring Black Panther to the screen. He wanted to play that role. Mm-hmm. So this is how we can tie it all off. Yeah. We have Mashir Ali play Blade, trained by Maurice Crump, mm-hmm. and kind of tutored in some kind of way with Wesley Snipes, who wanted to be Black Panther, who was trained. Chadwick Bosman is uh, Maurice Crump, and it's all Crump. tied together. They're all tied <laughs> together, exactly. It's like, like Marvel says, it's all connected. It's all, just for that fact alone, it all has to work out. Yep. <laughs> pretty, pretty pleased. <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, there's I dude, there's there's so much the MCU is just getting started. Mm-hmm. It is really just getting started. And it's it's gonna be a, a crazy, crazy ride. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I am all the things. <laughs> what what's, where uh is there anything that the the novice is not seeing is is there anything out there that um you've been picking up on that not so many other people have been picking on it as far as this uh the wandavision stuff because you already brought up the nexus stuff is there anything else i think i think some of the things that we see now are going to be permanent fixtures in the mcu mm-hmm they hinted that of course they, they said that that um agatha is responsible for the person that's playing quicksilver mm-hmm. but i think when they when they when they reference the nexus i think my man is going to be quicksilver permanently mm-hmm. he has crossed over uh-huh. now whether or not there's a lot of rumor on online about this somewhere along the lines there being an introduction to the x-men or that that yeah. the engineer guy or that engineer guy is 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 uh reed richards or something don't believe it <laughs> don't believe it well i kind of in a in a way i kind of felt like this was going to be somewhat of an introduction to mutants because um of rambo you know her, her yeah. cellular structure has been altered twice yes. already maybe even the yes. third time when she went in there most recently so that's kind of like a thing and that's long as the um the bubble or whatever it is yes keep pushing out is absorbing more people and is also rewriting all those other people's dna as well and that is an angle that is an angle so we have to see to, to confirm that that bubble has got across the globe mm-hmm. so basically whoever's pulling the strings has got to actually win <laughs> yeah that is, if they do that, and that's the thing you have to watch, if they do that, if they're saying, okay, this is how we get mutants in the in the MCU, mm-hmm. that this whole bubble is going to start rewriting everybody, and it's possible, again, hey, the Nexus means everything is is up for grabs. Yeah. But I, I don't imagine, I mean, this, is, this could be the hint, but I don't think there's going to be any hard clues as to mutants and the X-Men or, or whatever, and the Fantastic Four even less so. Mm-hmm. Because they they there's a whole lot of setup that needs to happen with that. 
Oh yeah, it's a whole lot of shit. There's got to be a, like some kind of space program in there. Oh yeah, everything, everything. They have to. I mean, I mean, they could be going in a completely different route than previous versions of the the Fantastic Four before. But mm-hmm. there, there's there's a whole lot more setup that has to happen. I don't think any. I don't think even. I don't think even Kevin Feige has been thinking that that in depthly about intertwining this with with the 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 x-men or the fantastic four just yet there might be slight hints but we've got a whole lot we got a whole lot more shows coming up that still that could still tie those things in Mm -hmm. you know we've got like four shows coming up still yeah we got uh moon knight we got uh she hulk falcon winter Shogun, miss marvel miss marvel exactly so we know the humans are coming back Oh shit! No, we're, not, we're not that far away. The March nineteenth is when no. when the soldier starts. No, like I said, soon as soon as everybody comes up off of the high from from Wandavision, yeah, because they when the soldiers picks up. Yeah, they they giving them space to because they got those people that how I used to be. I, I would have not watched this many episodes, and I would just wait till it would have concluded, then I would have went back and watched all of them, just you yeah. know, right after yep. each other. So they kind of account for those people, and then. Yep. You know, then that boom. person got to tell somebody and so on and so forth. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then boom. Pick it up again. And again, everybody's on on pins and needles for every episode. Mm. I mean, this was this this whole this whole this whole thing that they've crafted here with these episodes. They knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. They knew exactly that all the fans will be dissecting every freaking minute of each one of these episodes. And that is part that that's not a, that's not a bug. That's a feature. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be doing the same thing with Falcon and winter soldier. I don't think as far as um, Falcon and winter soldier goes, I don't think it'll be as abundant as this show is with like little teasers and all kinds of stuff <laughs> like that. I think it'll have its own little thing, but this one, it was just like, all right, everything is fucked up. Everything yeah. that you know is not what it is. <laughs> it is. Then the moon is actually cheese and it's all kinds of crap. Oh no, this is a this is a I think Falcon Winter Soldier is gonna be a straight, straight action thriller mm-hmm. from beginning to end. They have some teasers and some have some 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 Easter eggs in there here and there, but straight action thriller. Yeah. Straight mm-hmm. buddy cop action thriller kind of deal, a little bit of James Bond, a little bit of you know, born identity, all of that. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about how we are currently as consumers? We always got to know everything. We we live and die by spoilers and rumors and all kind of stuff. What, what what do you think about this culture that we live in now? I think it puts a lot of the onus on us as consumers. Mm-hmm. I mean, what the 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 they're providing the content, and it's up to us to choose how much. Or how frequently we consume it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we all know. I mean, of course, if you want to see everything, you can't see everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, do I'm, I'm all for it. It, it teaches us that if we want the suspense, then we have to be disciplined enough to not just jump online and just, you know, looking for spoilers and whatnot. It, it ruins it. And I think a lot more people are realizing mm-hmm. that, you know, save a little, save a little something for later. Yeah, you can find out everything you need to know about these shows and, and spoil it all for yourself just to know. Or you can just sit back, chill, 
and consume the, the consume the content at a pace that you are suit that you feel comfortable with. Yeah. And I, 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 I just like being surprised. Yes. You know, a lot and, of people do. And what sucks is that damn you know, a good point. Good, good case of this. The goddamn Schneider cut. <laughs> I am so tired in hearing and seeing about this shit. Uh, you know, I mean, it was a thing before, you know, they decided to, you know, do all the shit that they did to remake and rewrite and add to and all this stuff. It was a thing to when this wasn't a thing, you know, oh, there's uh, a Snyder cut. All right. So yeah. it, it was cool to speculate and, you know, dig into it then. But now that we know that the shit is done and it's coming out, I'm tired of hearing about the shit. <laughs> Just damn, stop showing me previews, stop showing me steals, stop showing me clips, stop talking about the shit, just drop the bitch and let me watch it. <laughs> you know, it's just, it gets on my goddamn nerves. I hope, I hope. How is it going to be a better movie? Because it- <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I hope that it is everything all the Snyder Cut people have been hoping for. I pray that it is, because if it is not, you're going to have a, a whole fandom of people just losing their freaking minds. It's going to, they're going to be in suffering. This movie. They're going to do it anyway. Yeah. They, of course they're going to, they're going to pick it apart anyway. Of course. Of course. It's, it, it, you know, the, the people who the diehards, even if the movie's trash, the diehards are going to say it's the best thing that ever, ever happened. Yeah. You know, and everyone else is going to either say, well, I told you, so it wasn't all that. I mean, the movie first movie wasn't all that. So why should yeah. this one be all that? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I hope that they I hope that they have a sense of closure. Yeah. Because once it's done, it's done. And yeah. a lot of these people online have been living and breathing this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 no more hashtag Snyder Cut after after you know day plus one after it comes out. That's it. <laughs> there there is only gonna be one hashtag possibly. <laughs> to come after this releases and it's going to be cancel HBO max. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much what HBO max hinged upon. This whole release was centered around this goddamn Snyder cut. We're going to have it. It's going to be on HBO max. And then everybody start flocking HBO max and shit, which I like HBO max since I get it for free. Cause I am going back through all of Batman the animated series. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm like on episode 20 of 65 for season one. <laughs> Dude, I went back and watched all the Justice League stuff. All of the dust the, the Justice League Unlimited, the Justice League, uh, Justice League Unlimited. Mm-hmm. I went back and watched all of those. That's great. I, I love it. Just like uh Disney Plus, I went back and watched all the X-Men, the, the old X-Men cartoons. I haven't all the old Spider-Man that. stuff. Oh man, it's great. I, I'm, I'm gonna get to that eventually, but I want to um, do finish the Batman stuff. Me and the kid, the ten year old, been watching that shit, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because you you see animation now. Yes, this shit is just like they just took a whole bunch of paint and just splashed it on some paper and put dark lines around it. All right, this is animation, you know. To where like even not too long ago we had the Teen Titans. And then you see Teen Titans Go, which is still a good show in its own way. It's more modernized, of course. Yeah. It caters to the modern audience. I get that. But just the animation style to where, like, we went from Batman to animated series being comic book accurate almost 
to like Batman Brave and the Bold, where it's like cop, you know, just like kid cartoon looking. And yes. Teen Titans go and all this shit. Even when they rebooted some of the old stuff, like Ed, Ed, and Eddie and Dexter's Laboratory, they fucking the art style was not there for me. <laughs> not there. I mean, Batman the Animated Series was revolutionary at the time. I went back and 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 saw some some of the some of the uh, the, the documentaries on how it was made, and mm-hmm. I was amazed that they print the they the animation was done on black black paper. paper yeah, that's crazy to me. <laughs> and that's how they got that whole film noir style to work so well. And what what I didn't realize then when I was actually watching it when it was on, you know, Fox and Kids and shit, you know, and um, going back and watching it here, 2021, is just like they made Batman fallible. Like, yes, I seen this motherfucker get hit with a drop toe hold from a henchman and he fell yes. down. He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I yes, seen, I seen him trip over a freaking um rollaway cart. You just yes. backing up trying to get away from somebody. And he tripped. You know he was he was fallible. He was yes vulnerable. He was a person in a suit. You know it no made it right. It made it more believable that he was struggling. It made it, it the 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 tension more real when he when he finally succeeded. Yeah. You know, the odds seem more because Batman was just this dude. You realize that in the show, he made mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he didn't always he did he didn't always land perfectly on his feet every time. He wasn't his freaking master ninja, but he was a hell of a freaking detective. Mm-hmm. And he had fits of rage when this motherfucker yeah. was thrown. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> he pick up a grown ass man and just toss his ass. I was toss like, him. okay. Okay, so you mean to tell me this motherfucker get hit with a drop toe hold from yeah. the henchman, but then you gonna turn around and pick up this bitch and throw him twenty feet? <laughs> okay, it's one or the other, buddy. It was definitely, like I said, it definitely, it was a definitely a different Batman back then. Mm-hmm. And I, man, today's Batman. I don't even like. I don't even like talking about Batman today. I I don't even. Get into. I don't even entertain those those versus discussions. Whenever Batman gets brought up, I just I just shake my hands like, ah, oh, here it comes. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Go. Here it go. I say, like, ah, oh, here we go. Okay, Batman can beat who with prep time. Oh yeah, like, oh, come on, man, come on, just stop. <laughs> that, that's all it is. I mean, with prep time, he got. Yeah. Without yeah. prep time, he gonna get stumped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you look honestly. If you look at, if you go through Batman's history, let's, you know what Batman's greatest superpower has been in a lot of cases? Luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure Batman's will and determination. Yeah, Batman, yeah. There were times where the only thing that saved his ass was dumb luck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where that, that bullet didn't hit him in the right spot to kill him or or the 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 the, the rope wasn't tied properly he escaped or yeah whatever he had robin or freaking oh yeah exactly somebody exactly exactly just before he was about to bite it robin shows up (laughs) dumb luck has saved has been one of batman's greatest superpowers it's a hallmark (laughs) yes (laughs) that's why he's in the justice league these motherfuckers is like yeah i'm surprised he ain't dead put him in right exactly exactly (laughs) How how have you been doing this so long and you are still alive? How are you not just like a meat suit full of powdered bones? Right. <laughs> you know, 
that and that's dude that is that's batman in a nutshell and i you know i i credit the character the character is just there's a reason why he's a flagship character at dc mm-hmm. i mean there's the, his whole lore is just a, a def, def, definition of that that genre of character I mean, you can't you can't say uh, dark brooding uh, superhero without thinking Batman. He made that, and I give him props for that. But it, I mean, recently, just one, Batman's oversaturated. Yeah. And two, he he's I mean, being oversaturated means he's infallible now. They've had to they've had to make him into this thing. They they did that since Batman Returns. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't even say Batman Returns because Michael Keaton, I believe his character was kind of fallible. But like, it, yeah. I mean, once, they, his... once they start getting into forever and all this other mm-hmm. stuff, he he had the jet skates. He had, yeah. the, he just he had everything. Everything <laughs> he and they, they yeah and, and they 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 made him they you know they made him this this uh, campy character for a while. You know, it was just beyond the realm they beyond the realm of believability for for a while. Michael Keaton's Batman. That was honestly, I would put Michael Keaton's Batman in along the same lines as the original Batman anime series Batman. He was a fallible mm. character, but he did what he did and he did it well. But mm. he did he wasn't this this larger than life figure. Mm. And that's I think that's that's Batman's. If that if you had to ask if you asked me what perfect Batman was, I said that's Batman. Because when you asked me. What... When you say Batman, two things trigger the voice and the visual. The visual yes. for me is Michael Keaton and the voice is Kevin Conroy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was like I see Michael Keaton's Batman with Kevin Conroy Kevin voice Conroy's voice. <laughs> yes. All right. They need to make that happen. <laughs> and then, shit, and then freaking Mark Hamill is forever the Joker to me. Forever the Joker? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I didn't know that was him for, for years. Even, I would dare to say decades. I didn't know that was him. <laughs> oh, I didn't know either. Don't feel bad. For, for a, a quick minute, I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. I definitely, while he was voiced, definitely while he was actively voicing the character, I had no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not know. So that same documentary or whatever when i found out about the the black paper because i think they interviewed mark hamill and he was like he said he had to be in on this series and he was like he was looking through i guess they got this thing to where they're showing things that are in production and how many episodes or whatever they're gonna put out he's like he's seen he's seen this shit on the sheet and they said i want in on this they're doing one season with 65 episodes (laughs) i need to get in on this (laughs) Because, I mean, right there from a business standpoint, you do so many episodes or whatever, that's syndication. So oh, yeah. You get residuals for that after it reaches syndication and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he, that's smart on his part. But he's like, I have to get in on this 65 fucking episodes. Yep. And that blew my mind. Was- I didn't even know it was that long. So one whole season spanned it over a year. Yep. <laughs> that's one Run. episode a week. 52 yep. weeks in a year. So that was a yep. year and some change that season one ran before yep. they decided, all right, let's do a second season. Yep. <laughs> Which I think season two was like only 20-something episodes. Yeah, it was. It was short. And season three was even shorter than that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's fucking crazy. And I think it's excellent of Mark Hamill that he diverse, he, after after Star Wars, he went out there to, to, to get into these roles. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that he stayed in the comic book genre. 
That was awesome. I mean, back when he was playing that that one that one supervillain in the original Flash TV show. Mm-hmm. I mean that that was. I mean, I think that was awesome. I think that his. I think he he really enjoys this fandom, mm-hmm. just like I think he. I mean, you can tell from you can tell that he enjoyed the Star Wars fandom. I mean, and he enjoys this one too. And I think it's great that he can be known for both Luke Skywalker and the Joker. Yeah. And Cockknocker. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah, I mean that that's great. On I mean that's great. And he seems to really he seems to really be in one of these 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 type of cats that are really enthusiastic with the fans. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm I'm always on Twitter and I see see Mark Hamill pop up from time to time and he is always just so positive about both of those roles. You never feel like when when you feel, when you see him post something about Star Wars or post something about about um his time with DC, you never feel like he's tired he's he's tired of hearing about it. You always feel like he's you know he is just he's so appreciative of the the fans response to him playing these roles. It was great. Yeah, I, I think I seen a clip not too long ago to where he was um one of his fans asked him if um Luke Skywalker was gay. And he was like, if that he's like it, he said this series are these characters are, are fictional, they're up to interpretation. Yes. So that's something that you can relate to, and then feel, he's gay. Then, then he's gay. <laughs> yep, then he's gay. Exactly. And that's and that's you know, and I, I <sighs> you know, I, you know, being in the being in the in the, the the position that I'm in with this project, that comes up a lot with me too, with the lore that we're trying to build, and I I have to tell people the same thing. I say, listen, you know, your favorite character in in Marvel is however you want him him or her to be more relatable to you. Mm-hmm. And these characters are about you. You know, so yeah. If you you know, if you if you fanfic in your mind that your favorite character is gay, good on you. I mean that if that helps, if that if that gives you a sense of connection with the character, I am all for that. Yep. And Mark Hamill had it right. He said, "Yeah, I mean, these characters are made for you, mm-hmm. and they they may not. I mean, from the from the outside, they may not connect directly with you. But however you want to perceive these characters to make them feel, make them closer to you. That's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. And they're there for you to make fanfic so you can get it adapted into a, a movie franchise like Fifty Shades of Grey. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fanfic based off of Twilight. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's crazy. That's <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, man, I I I love that. I I love that, man. I love the idea. I love that when you know a guy like Mark Hamill can can understand the the needs, the connection that these characters have with the fans, and let them understand that hey, this is these are for you. So however you need to ingest the this 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 characters and this lore. Do what you do, you know. We're we're here for you. <laughs> Word. Anything on else on DC, good or bad? Yeah, uh, uh, 
<laughs> nah, fuck that. Get away from me. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I, I give DC props for for the moves that they're making. And maybe not so much in the comics right now. Yeah. But they're they're making moves with the new uh, Superman and Lois thing. I think that's going to be. I think that show is going to be a surprise hit. Mm-hmm. And I I know the guy that's playing um Superman was uh from Team Wolf on MTV, right? Really. I did not know that. Yeah, that's what I knew him from. I was just like, yeah. hey, uh-huh. that's that guy. Because <laughs> my wife loved him. She think he uh-huh. drink. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the 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 biggest thing, and I know I'm gonna get a lot of flag for saying this, but I think the biggest thing about the 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 DC shows moving forward is they get away from that that teen angsty vibe that they were give, yeah. give, giving off from the CW. Yeah. But that's where most of their business came from. Man. I know, I know, I, I I get that. But if you look at like Supergirl, just before the the last season in for the last season, they they were moving away from that too. Mm-hmm. And you should, as the characters you develop, should, as the characters develop, exactly. If they start as a team, they should not stay a team. Yeah. Know? Yes. And and I think the shows move. I think they'll do themselves a service by. You know, maturing, maturing the, maturing the the roles and the and the, the the properties that they put out next. You know, this. You know, I've ho- only heard good things about some of the shows that are coming out now. I mean, I I unfortunately getting getting I I fell off the wagon with with uh, Black Lightning. I I thought that show was really great. But I've only I, seen I, one scene of that show. Yeah, I, I well, watched the it, first it was, season of it. It was um the scene to where he confronted um his daughter's boyfriend or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, how do you wash your feet? He's like, do you go from your head to your feet or do you wash your feet, then you wash your body? And then he, and he was like, <laughs> I wash my feet, then I wash my... He's like, so my daughter is talking to a motherfucker that clean his feet before he clean his body. <laughs> you know, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, God damn, I didn't think of it that way. Right? Because you're going to rub your nasty ass feet shit all over your body. If, right? Oh, man. <laughs> He ain't say motherfucker. That's just how I talk. <laughs> but um, another thing that I seen from that because I don't watch so much of the TV series or whatever. Because one, a lot of them are too far along for me to go back, and they're still going on. I I, I like to catch shit when they off the air. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. they stopped making them, so I'm gonna go back and watch all of them now. And I ain't yeah, consume wait. it all, right? So like, um, I seen a little bit of a what's that? The Doom Patrol. And I um, love Doom Patrol. And I thought it was interesting. It didn't hook me enough to keep me there to watch it, but I might revisit it. But I, I read and, and I and I understand exactly why, and I understand exactly why it didn't hold you. But I, I promise you, you have to. Here's here's my recommendation for watching Doom Patrol. Accept the weird. Oh yeah, I mean I'm fine just, with the weird. I love just, the weird just, shit. Because the episode I dropped in on the one full episode that I saw was um the the one guy um he, he the the gay one yes yes yeah that's when the one he, in, uh, in the one in the bandages yeah yeah the invisible guy yeah yeah his whole episode his whole character arc or whatever where they went to his past okay. and they showed his whole right. relationship with the guy right, and right. He met him and he died I thought that was a damn good episode. Right. And it they're they're all and they're they're when it when you start out watching the show, this show starts out like with with a whole lot of what the fuck's going on. I mean you are looking at this and it's like what the fuck is going on? And you don't understand. Yeah. Right. You don't understand 
how it ties together until the end and then it starts to make sense and you watch another one and you, you it's right back at the beginning there's some whole you know oh shit stuff going on you're thinking what the fuck is this again you know you're feeling confused and then they wrap it up again and somehow so, it all makes sense so this is my akin to this just based on your description and what the bits that i saw this reminds me of umbrella academy Yes, very good observation. This is a this is a uh, this is a this is low key Umbrella Academy. I think honestly, I think this is even more. This is even more Umbrella Academy than, than Umbrella Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. <laughs> In which this came out first. So yeah, this is more Umbrella Academy than Umbrella Academy. So yeah, if you look at it the same way you watch Umbrella Academy, then it then you get it. Then it's you know it it all makes it. It's it's like. Doom Patrol is Umbrella Academy meets the X-Men. Mm-hmm. I get it. So, yeah. So that's 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 how I, 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 I interpret the show. And by the time I finished the second season, I was like, yeah, I'm in on this. I'm, I'm I can watch this. Yeah, I'll go back. All of, yeah, because that that one episode that I saw that put me on to the Frank Ocean song that they was playing. Mm, oh yes i do i i had to download that too right? yeah, i yeah, did I, I like I, I i shazam my phone as soon yeah. as i heard it i was like uh, which that dude is making bank because that's not the only show that i or movie that i heard that song in they had yeah. it in doom patrol they had mm-hmm. it in that um that docuseries of when they see us they had it in that they had it in um i just finished watching this shit but they played like a classical version of it like with instruments and strings mm-hmm. and shit it was a uh, what fucking show was that? Because they played a lot of modern music in it, but it was like old timey. But it was a couple things. That song is just um fuck Westworld. Oh, Westworld. Uh, See, it really? was in Westworld. So really, now I gotta go back. Now I gotta go back and I gotta find out where, where that where I heard that in Westworld. Is in the last season. Is it in the last season? Yeah, okay. three, season three. All right. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm caught up, but I man, I. I completely missed that. Because they play that song and they play a uh, a weekend the weekend song in there. Mm, okay. So yeah, which Westworld? That was a. I just finished binge binging on uh, season two and three. Yes, mm-hmm. I have to say, season. I, I mean, See, season three. They, they, that shark was was floating on the surface of the water and it was coming to it. It was about to hit the ramp. And uh-huh. <laughs> jump that bitch, but you know, <laughs> I understand what they're doing. This future shit, you know. But, yes, because we we now we in the real world per se, uh-huh. and it's just like I don't know what I was expecting because they're in Westworld, which by all means is futuristic as fuck, you know, with the technology yeah. Oh, yeah. that they use to create it. And so I didn't, my mind was not processing that this comes from a world outside of this world that is probably advanced or more advanced than this world is. Uh-huh. So when I seen all that flying car and automated shit and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is <laughs> you tell you still stuck on cowboys. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where, where's the horses? <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, we in the future. This makes sense now. Yeah. I mean, the, the production value is, is really off the charts, man. I can say that. It is. I don't know where they're going with it, but yeah. man, that season three was just crazy. Yeah, they threw a lot of shit at you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And I want. I haven't. I've have haven't heard anything about productions on the season four, so I don't know if if it's even coming. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
given where it ended, I mean, I can see that kind of being it if it doesn't it, move forward. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. True, absolutely. Spoilers! The machines win! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh I, man. I yelled it before I said it, so you have time to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. So that's it, it, did it give you a Terminator vibe at all? It did. It did. It gave me a Terminator vibe, except if the Terminators were the good guys. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. If, if, if the Terminators were actually the good guys, then yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like, this could easily been a Skynet origin story. <laughs> it's, it could have been, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was weird at the end when they were talking about how they had mapped out everybody's freaking life. Yeah. And this one machine can... was just pointing people in the directions of their lives and shit. I was like, oh my damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's, it, it re- you do so much and you reveal so much of the world and how everything is just, you know, everything is predetermined and all kind of crap like that. It's just like, it makes it harder for you to move forward. It's like, well, you know everything. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, home, home, yeah, Homegirl walked in there and just and laid out my man's whole life in front of him at a, at a freaking cafe, man. So. Mm-hmm. And that that's another interesting concept for shows like you know when we were just talking about Umbrella Academy, where mm-hmm. they tackle time travel. You know, it's just interesting how many takes you can have on time travel and how you execute the thing. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, these time travel movies either end where they started, mm-hmm. <laughs> or they just they change something significantly enough to where everything is fine. <laughs> So back to the future. He, yeah. You went in the past, made sure shit happened the way it was supposed to happen, and he came back, everything was fine. Yeah. And then damn what freaking Umbrella Academy, they went into the past and the future and they did shit. And that was the only one that I can remember in recent history that kind of fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I have no idea what the MCU is. I, I, I'm still I'm still curious as to what the timeline in the MCU looks like right now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. I mean, Cat went back, put all the stones back where he's supposed to be. And then he lived the whole life. Then he lived the whole life. Well, what happened to everything? Everyone's everything else, right? Yeah. What happened to everything that happened while Cat was you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does the world still know that Captain America existed but now he doesn't exist is that what they're saying that cap doesn't exist anymore but he's this old dude yeah. that no. nobody knows is captain america anymore yeah because like you have to think that he put everything back the way that they were mm-hmm. then he went to a point to where he didn't take the serum and he still met old girl and well, I thought he, I thought he, or maybe he I just thought, aged out. Yeah. You know? He just, right. He just he aged out. It. No, he, yeah. He, he aged out with the serum. I, he yeah. went back to after the war. Yeah. So either, it, I think so either probably, her, after her adventures. Yeah. Either after her adventures or a point to where he, he crashed in the ice and they thought they presumed him dead and he came back. That's why nobody knows he's alive. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she had to keep living her life as normal. 
not telling nobody about not him. telling nobody about him right exactly and that's the only way that works mm-hmm. that he he you know he just was this anonymous dude and maybe it was him in the picture yeah when she died maybe it really was him in the picture mm-hmm. her talking about her husband but she couldn't process she was already so far gone yeah. she couldn't process that they were two different people mm-hmm. or they were the same person the one she was talking to in her on her deathbed and her husband from back then who was him too mm-hmm. so i mean I, there's so many things there there was a damn um this is a sketch group they do uh like sketch comedy and shit and they did a scenario of this whole thing that we're talking about right now and it was just like he went back he met peggy and he was just telling he's like i mean i've seen the future already and we turn out all right and she's like so <laughs> but you can't tell me anything that's going to happen right he's right like, exactly he's like nope can't tell you not a thing and so it was coming to historical points in the skit to where she was like hmm i can either invest our life savings in this company called Amazon or yeah. it was just some other shit that died out, you know, just real quick. He was like, uh-huh. oh, frugal, frugal stocks. I forget what they said or whatever. And he was just sitting there like, I trust your judgment. Judgment. Because <laughs> he couldn't tell him nothing because it would alter history and so on and so forth, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> it was shit like that. I'm about to find that skit and send it to you. <laughs> Dude, man, that sounds hilarious. But yeah, man, I just, I, man, it, I definitely walked away from that thinking, man, what, what, how is this work now? And even after, even after the Hulk explained how time travel is supposed to work, damn. <laughs> you know, he lived a whole freaking life. Whole life. In a matter of a couple seconds. Yeah. It, well, from from their perspective, a couple yeah. seconds, but he lived, you know, he but even then, how does that he lived the whole life? So he saw all of this shit happening yeah. with the blinking out and everybody coming back and, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, the New York being invaded. He had to see he had and to go back a, and see all of that again. Well, yeah, I mean, at that point, though, he was I mean, Peggy already passed. Yeah. So he was just sitting there single, just by himself <laughs> for a long ass time. For a long ass time. To get to that point. Right. That's crazy. I'm scrolling through my timeline finding this shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I mean, that and seeing this is where, you know, you have to start suspending your disbelief. Yes. Because you yes. got to realize this is a work of fiction. Yes. This, this is the way somebody wrote this. And, yes. you know, there's going to be holes in everything. Yes. But don't don't blow it out of proportion and shit. Just... Yeah. I, and at, at some point you just go, okay. I mean, this I, is, I, I, this it makes is sense. It yes. <laughs> it makes sense. But I'm like, what about? <laughs> but that's the fun part, right? It is. It is. It is. And, and that's and, and again, I say this again, the the part about analyzing every bit of this this content, that's that's a feature. That's part of why they do it this way so that the fans can can engage in this content beyond what they just saw. You know, that brings the whole community together to discuss it. So that builds the hype. 
And when the next thing comes out, everyone's ravenous for it and they want to get in there, see it, and they come back together again online and analyze every bit of it. That's that's part of the entire experience. It's like sugar in your food. It is. It <laughs> is. <laughs> I, I sent it to you. I found it. There was another one as well about um, uh, why everybody doesn't have an Iron Man suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can tell you why everybody doesn't have an Iron Man suit because it costs a few billion dollars to make one of those. Well, shit, things. he made 500,000 extra ones in part three, right? Because <laughs> he has a lot of freaking money. <laughs> Oh, he can just make one for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, but they explain that in the, in the skit as well. I, I've also sent the links to you. There you go. Got, yeah, you got both of those. Because cool. them shits is hilarious. Because it, it, <laughs> they're discussing the same shit. They're acting uh-huh. out the shit that we're talking about right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I definitely. It, it is a it is it is part of the experience to to jump on watch one of these movies or watch one of these TV shows, jump online, and just discuss it, just like we're doing here. But I mean, I rather us do it here because by the time this come out, Wanda Vision may have concluded or be at least close to the last episode, mm-hmm. so we wouldn't really be giving spoilers. No, we won't. We won't. Really. Agree. Not really. Not really. <laughs> so, yeah, it works out. <laughs> <laughs> Just for that, I'm putting it out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ruin all of y'all's. I'm going to ruin all of y'all's week. <laughs> yeah, all right. But shit, man, before we go ahead and wrap and everything, let, it, let everybody know uh, what you got going on and where they can find you on social media. All right. This is uh, Mike Davenport. I am the creative director of the fan project, The Marvel Universe Online. We, our website is www.themarveluniverseonline.com. We are a pitch project to design a massively open world action RPG game that we are trying to present to Marvel. But first, we want to pitch it to you, the fans. So come and check us out. We're also on Twitter on Facebook, and of course on Instagram, and eventually on YouTube and, Twi- on, and Twitch. <laughs> so come check us out. If you like what you see, come hit us up on on Twitter or Facebook. Ask us all the questions in the world because, quite frankly, we have all the answers in the world. So mm-hmm. we love to discuss the project. And if you can stomp them with any kind of question you got, that just make the product be even better. Exactly. Come at me, bro. Come, Come at, at me, me, bro. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Exactly. I want all your questions. I even the hard ones. Give me, give me the development questions. Give me the 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 the, the business plan questions. Give me the tough stuff. You know, the lore, the lore, the the the, the game design, the the lore and the, the the character design stuff. I I got that. I got that on lock. Word. But give me the give me the tough questions because you know we get better through fan feedback. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I, I'm always available. Our DMs are always open for any questions that, that fans may have. But we, we want you to feel like this project is for fans, for fans like you, because it is by fans like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, 
you've been a guest. I told you this last time. The door is always open for you to come back to promote your next big thing or just to come shoot the shit like we did today, which was thoroughly entertaining and fun. Absolutely. I am. I am. It has been a pleasure. It really has. We might need to do um, a rap party for um, WandaVision when it's done. I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Word, word. We might get like maybe one or two other people in here and get a whole collective thoughts on the whole thing and whatnot. Oh, I'm going to have so much to say about this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I> no. <know. laughs> this edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast has been brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped, offering you precision engineered tools for your family jewels. The Manscaped engineering team has spent over 18 months perfecting their greatest ball hair trimmer ever. Ever. They obsess over their technology and developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Try the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Head over to manscaped.com and get 20% off your order plus free shipping when you use promo code RANDOM. Hello everybody, this is Hoppy. What's up everybody? I'm over here cooking dinner with hooks, rubs, and spices. Uh, B-Rob turned me on to this stuff and I tell you what, it's great. It's a homemade blend of the finest ingredients sourced from Texas gardens, farmers, and markets. And it's some good shit. I tell you what, try the smoke and sweetness, or you can try Hoppy's favorite, the Mad Cow, which is a nice peppery slap in the face. One taste and you'll be hooked. Hooks, rubs, and spices.